Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters, and welcome to the Convo podcast. We've got a very exciting episode today, inshallah, with a very exciting and esteemed guest as well. Today, we are talking about being at one with nature, so to speak. Um, we're looking at Muslims and our connection to the natural world. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things. We're going to be talking about the environment, nature, hunting, fishing, apparently bird watching as well. Apparently that's a thing, right? Um, so we'll get right into that as soon as uh, we conclude with our introductory video. Jazakallah khair. So we're back and we want to talk about all things nature and we've got with us Sheikh Bashir Khan um, who is uh, who immerses himself in nature we can say um, he's all about all things natural and engaging with the bush <laughs> and going out and getting in touch with trees and plants and you make it sound really disparaging <laughs> <laughs> clearly it's not my kind of thing or not my area anyway um, but we wanted to talk about it. Make him sound like an attachment in an email or something. Well, he attaches himself to nature. He does, in a way. I don't know. I'll let I him speak to. for himself. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted to talk about that. And I guess part of the reason that we wanted to have this particular discussion was because there's a number of social issues that come with it. So, for example, the broader discussions about the environment and our care mm. for the environment, all that kind of business, that's important and well, apparently important, so we wanted to discuss that as well. Yeah. Um, but further as well, we wanted to talk about hunting, things like hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff. You forgot because, bird watching. Because it doesn't count, right? It doesn't count, <laughs> right? Because hunting is something that more and more people mm. in our community are engaging with. Like, I'm sure we all know someone in our social circle who goes hunting fairly often or regularly. Um, so we wanted to talk about those issues yep. as well. Maybe let's start with introducing the sheikh, because... No, right. I know you're assuming everyone knows him. He's really well known <laughs> in certain circles. But for anyone watching that doesn't know the Sheikh, um, we have with us Sheikh Bashir Khan, who we've described on our flyer as enigmatic bird watching enthusiast. I, I don't know what's enigmatic. That's I don't know very what that rude. Word he's right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, he's not. Anyway, okay. Okay. Fine. What <laughs> you don't know what it means, or you I don't know agree what it that means, I am but I don't think you're particularly enigmatic. Okay. Because if you're enigmatic, we wouldn't know that you were also at one with nature and all that kind of business. Not right. But he has his mysterious sides. He does. He does. I guess he does. Trust me, there are parts that you don't want to know. So <laughs> okay, let's maybe just not know that's about That's why them. we're saying enigmatic, so he doesn't open up about him. Um, <laughs> that's code to keep that, keep that on the down low. <laughs> so, uh, Sheikh Bashir is really well known within, obviously, certain circles. He is um, a teacher. Um, and he teaches Islamic uh, studies in various circles. He used to run a center up in Chipping Norton where he used to have his um, um, sort of batch of students who he would mentor and guide and the things that Shuyukh do. Um, himself, he's studied overseas, I think in South Africa. He yep. spent some time in South Africa, some time in Pakistan. 
Yes. Um, studying as Other well. Other places as well, right? A few in between. <coughs> yeah. So he's um, he's he's authored a book in Hadith or he's still working on publishing that book. Working on it. Working on it. Um, and he's also obviously um, got a lot of uh, background in, in fiqh. Hanafi fiqh in particular or Shafi'i fiqh? Uh, Hanafi at the beginning and then I kind of... But your, your, one of your key interests now is Arabic as well, right? Arabic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Arabic I'm is... teaching Arabic at the moment yeah. at the Islamic school yeah. and I'm creating curriculum for Arabic as well. And you've so authored a book, I've an Arabic textbook, right? I've one book yeah. so far, year three book. Yep. Um, awesome, awesome. And I intend to do all the way up to year 10, inshallah. 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 So he keeps himself busy throughout the week with, with teaching and with uh, mentoring and all that sort of stuff. And the occasional um, bird watching. But we wanted to explore the other side of his personality, which is the one with nature side. Um, so let's get right well, into why it. Why are we belittling this one with nature? <laughs> hey, I didn't belittle it at all. Don't put me into <laughs> no, this. It's just your gesturing, bro. You're not giving this a serious and Get out of my face. Listen. Okay, Sheikh. <laughs> yes. Um, Hamza did the whole social issues that we want to investigate because think. we do, I know, but we wanted to remember we said we wanted to be more conversational. We this are being time. conversational. All right, so let's do this. All right, do without all getting aggressive worry. about it. Not aggressive. All right, at all. Bismillah. So, Sheikh, let's start with. Tell us a little bit about. Let's just pretend the camera's not here, and tell us a little bit about um, what spurred your initial interest and fascination with these natural world. Let's just with say the, the natural, natural world. world. The yeah. natural world. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> as far back as I can remember. I've always always been fascinated with like animals mm. and when i was young when i was young this is one thing i remember uh, we were living in perth and i had this thing i love to collect spiders but not just any spiders red back spiders oh wow i just love that okay get them in jars you know the little yeah, uh, yeah. Jars air holes and popped yeah, yeah that's okay, i good. knew i knew what, what, I, what I was doing pop the air holes in it and i used to walk around in the backyard, we had a, a large backyard just looking for the red back spider. Yeah. Right? And I used to collect them. I had them. The one most kids run away from. <laughs> yes. I had them in a jar. And, and I love that type of stuff. And when I was in South Africa studying, I actually collected scorpions. So oh, I'd, wow. I'd walk along, overturn a rock, look for a scorpion, pick him up by the tail, and keep him as a pet. Okay. Have you been. Keep him as a pet. I have, have these gone wrong at any yeah. point? Have you been stung, bitten, all that kind of business? Okay. No, but one funny thing did happen is that you obviously I was in scorpion. No, I was in a boarding <laughs> school, so we were nine in one room. Yeah, nine people to a room, and I had my scorpion in a little ice cream container, and it had holes in it. All okay, right? and then one day I come back after class, and I'm let me have, have a look at my scorpion. I open up the lid, and the scorpion is nowhere to be seen. Oh God! Can you imagine? Can you oh, imagine goodness, the state of the other eight boys <laughs> in that room? Just don't tell them. That, where's my screams. pet scorpion? Eventually, we found it just squashed. Someone had stepped on it. It had gotten out. Someone had stepped on it. But yeah, in answer to your question, okay, I think that, that's from like young. animals. Is it? But what about like your surroundings and sort of the the open plains or the dense bushland well, or that? Well, kind of that's thing? connected with it, yeah. right? I've just loved. Everything about the natural world. Was it like, was it something in particular? Like, do you remember, do you recall, or was it just like, I don't know, was it where you grew up or? Well, I was raised up in Yass, if you know yeah. where Yass is, okay, just yeah. tiny little town in between. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of countryside, right? It is country. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, we had one Lebanese family over there that had a farm, mm. large farm, still have it, I think. And I used to wander off on that farm and I just loved it. Mm, okay. I, I think 
it might be as well. This is one reason when I sit down and think because we were the only Muslim kids in the school. Yeah, it was quite marginalized, like and only dark mm. colored other than yeah, a few yeah. Aboriginal families. So I keep to myself. Mm. A lot, mm. and I think in keeping to myself. Yeah, that's I'm just going to stop you there because it's getting really dark and <laughs> psychoanalytic, <laughs> and and I've got a deep seated trauma. No, but he's trying to just talk no, about what what it was. Yeah, but that's nice. You didn't um, let him finish. <laughs> no, no, but, but that's nice. <laughs> I just wanted to move on to the next question. But that's where I think uh, it came from. Just yeah. that no one wanted to talk to me. I'm going to go talk to worms. All right. Okay, <laughs> that's some deep trauma there. That's what I was saying. That is, I didn't okay, want I didn't, him to air those thoughts. But no, okay. He's joking. He's There's a good point just on that. There was a really beautiful point that a brother made um, to me a while ago, which was that, you know, when people feel a connection to nature, he was saying that nature is effectively the only sort of presence, entity, whatever you want to call it, that doesn't demand anything of you. Like doesn't demand anything. Your workplaces demand something from you. Families demand something from you. Everywhere you go, something is demanded of you. But when you are engaging with nature and the natural world, it's not demanding anything of you. It's demanding a lot of caution though in certain areas. Well, not when you're picking up the redbacks and the scorpions. It's not as people make it out to it, especially in Australia. I got to say that we have the worst snakes and scorpions and spiders and everything. But it's not that. Mm-hmm. On your point, one word comes to mind when I'm out in the bush, just innocence. That's just the yeah, one word yeah. that comes to mind. Everything around you is innocent. All the animals, plants, birds, whatever. It's just innocent, whereas when you come to society, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. has an angle. You know Agendas, I mean? angles, yeah, objectives, that's it. pushes. Yeah, yeah. It's just innocence out there. Fair point. But yeah. on that point, let's get into the social issues kind of thing. Yeah. Um, how much, okay. Okay. Before we get to that, let's talk about the Islam. Like what does Islam say about nature? Does it have a particular angle viewpoint? Is there something perhaps you take from the deen that's inspirational that keeps you sort of in this mindset or is it just something that you enjoy personally? Look, from Islam, there's one thing, right? That there's, or there's one hadith, like I kind of use it to back up Mm. what I do. All right. And it's one, it's, and it's, it's like very obscure because it's not in any famous, okay, it's in the Muatta of Imam okay. Arik, right? Fair so it's, it's yeah. not, but it's just very obscure and it's not even placed in the chapter of like, chapter of environmental issues or in, it's okay, just well, like, I didn't know they had those chapters, <laughs> no, but okay. No, they don't have yeah. that chapter, but it's placed under the chapter of Adhan, right? Yeah. And I remember reading it in my study days and I remember thinking to myself, hey, I think that's me. Right, and it's oh, it's wow. one hadith. It's it's from. I don't know if it's a companion or if it's tabi'i because it doesn't relate it from the Prophet mm. himself. He says um, his name is Abdul Rahman ibn Abdullah ibn Abi Sa'a. Okay, now Abu Sa'id al Qudri radiyallahu anhu. He he was talking to him, right, and then he he tells him that Inni araka tuhibul badia wal qanam. I see that you love the wilderness. Right, and that's actually the word he used. Yeah. You love the wilderness and you love your sheep and everything like that, right? And then he tells him, "That's fine. When you are with your in your wilderness and with your sheep, and it's a time of Allah of prayer, then adhin give mm. adhan aloud because then all the malaika and the jinn and everything will, uh, uh, you know, join you in that salah." Yeah. So I've always 
had that hadith kind of mm, in my mind okay. that tuhibbul badia you love the mm. wilderness okay. and that's what he loved he just loved being out there yeah, what about like cuz when i think about it i think about a couple of sort of other instances or, or other mentions as well like for example allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, he instructs for the believers to look at his creation in order to reflect and i think that's a huge part of appreciating nature because you're appreciating the creation of allah and through the creation you know allah and his existence and yeah. his supremacy and his majesty and all of those things and i think like looking at nature looking at a sunset or looking at landforms landscapes whatever it is right i think that it can all turns really allah. bring sort of a realization to people that there had to be something behind this and not just sort of random chance or yeah, yeah. what have For you sure. from that point of angle 100% yeah i, I think yeah. that's a really good but also even when we think about jannah the imagery of jannah is about nature it's about gardens rivers it's about you know the beauty I'm of all that kind of thing well. like desert places that i've been to and the hot <laughs> the thirst and i'm thinking jannah nah. yeah. oh, okay well i was thinking about I'm thinking other way types out, of like nature sunburnt country yeah yeah like a burk no, no i'm thinking more the, the nice comfortable stuff Obviously. There are places like that yeah. where I've been where it's like, wow. Yeah. Subhanallah, look Chef, at that water coming can down. Can I ask you, I um, I think most people find a great fascination with the kind of natural settings which which are more uh, pristine and beautiful, right? Like that sort of gardens, rivers, yeah, yeah. waterfalls, or oasis, sort of oasis kind of, mountain yeah. ranges, blah, blah, blah. I, for some reason, I have this connection with I remember telling uh, some of some of my friends were looking at the poetry of like Henry Lawson. He you talks about me. the outback. I think I mentioned yeah. it to you as well. <laughs> on a, I think I must have on mentioned it to you. One of the trips out, you actually told me the whole story. I was, I was, I was and telling it was you connected to the Macquarie River. That's right, like in that, that area, yeah. the Never Tire. Wow, he actually listened to so your story. Yes. Yes. Oh, Unlike wow. you, we need okay. to talk about that. But um, <laughs> I actually issues. have, you know, that 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 stuff you described, like just. Acreage of just dry, barren land, right? Sunburnt country, um, dried leaves, right? I don't know why I have a real fascination with that. Like I feel like there's some energy to be sought from those barren lands as well. Do you feel anything like I that? I feel, I look at it as beautiful. Do you feel beautiful. alive? Yeah. No, I, I look at it as actual beauty. I love that stuff, you know, the waterfalls and the lush rainforest mm. and that. But when I look at, um, and if you go beyond the uh, Dubbo, west mm. of Dubbo, mm. most of the inner parts of Australia are like that, just dry, arid, bushland, mm. scrub, you call it. I find actual beauty in that, in the red sand, yep. in the low bushes, in the random birds. I, it's beautiful it's to me. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely but, beautiful. How would you define that? Okay, I get you. Like. I can see it. I, I can appreciate, but like, how would you define that? How would you like? What's the beauty in it? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just—is it the emptiness, the vastness? Is it's, it? It's just wild. I think for okay, me, yeah, it's because it's wilderness it's of it, wild yeah. and untamed and kind of Raw untouched. And, yeah, I see. By yeah, humans, yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, you know, one element that that I, that I like about it—it's along the same lines, but it's that it's a little different in the sense that it's not—it doesn't have that inviting sense to it. Mm. So I kind of feel like it's it's my special kind of connection to the ah, land. Okay, like okay. everyone else is attracted to the waterfalls and the oasis and all that sort of stuff, but this is the kind of land that is less. Yeah. It's not adulterated in that yeah, sense. Yeah. It's not, you know, trampled on as of, much. Um, 
it's so much more untouched. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're driving in like regional areas of New South Wales and you look and you see this entire yeah, plain just of just yeah. empty, barren land, it's like untouched, pristine earth for the last yeah. 40,000 years or whatever it is, right? You probably have some. Yeah, I'm sure someone's touched your bottle or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you look close it up. <laughs> and then you realize, yeah, that's really not as untouched as I was thinking. Okay, interesting. It gets you out of your illusion. Okay, I wanted to ask. Um, what role do we as Muslims have in sort of not just appreciating these things, but even like perhaps efforts in conserving them, being Preserving. concerned about like, okay, there's a whole social discussion on the environment, protection of it, conservation, all the sustainability, all the stuff that's connected to that. Now, that happens in various sectors of society. Do you feel like, first of all, do you think Muslims should be more active in there or do you think we should just sort of, it's an incidental thing or, you know, what, what do you think? Our role is in that space if there is one. I Honestly, I think when I look at the earth and everything like that, I think that as human beings, we were given it. Yeah. Right? We were given the earth. And that's what Allah actually tells us in the Quran, that he's uh, put us firstly as khulafa, uh, mm. right? Vice judgments on the earth. And then he tells us that he's created everything in the earth for us. Yeah. Right? So... That's the way I look at it, is that we were given the earth here, mm. right? Here's the earth and here's mm. everything inside it. Here's the animals, here's the plants. And then, like, we were given free reign of it, but Allah told us, Kulu washrabu wala tusrifu. Eat, drink, but don't be wasteful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Don't right? be excessive. Yeah. Don't be That's excessive. And, and I think that in taking that, we've kind of mucked it up. And not only mucked up, I think just like in the last few hundred years, we've mucked it up oh, like enormously. phenomenally. Like if you look at the onset of capitalism, for example, that's like in essence, excess greed, that's wastefulness, it. all of that. And that has, like, in fact, that is what has the greatest impact on the environment. It's come at the expense of the environment, of wildlife, it. of all of it. It's destroyed. Aquatic life, everything. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I feel like when we look at it, subhanAllah, again, that same word, innocence. Mm. Right? Everything out there is just innocent, doing what they've yeah. been created for. You know, whether it's a predatory animal, whether it's a grazing animal, everything is just doing its mm. thing and we've come along and we've just like <laughs> bulldozed yeah, yeah, everything yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. That's same role to the cut way them I down, destroyed. But even like um, where in our DNA where we're told to be clean, to be conscious, to not sort of throw things and, you know, put our rubbish where it doesn't belong. And even that contributes to that sort of attitude of being environmentally responsible. That's so right. you could sort of extend that Yeah, yeah the well. wasting of water as well. The Prophet yeah, yeah. he mentioned that uh, uh, even if you're on the side of a river, don't waste water over there. Yeah. Yeah. Just to take a, in a slightly different direction, but along the same lines of when we interact with the natural environment, we should seek to preserve rather than destroy. Um Part of that is the hoe hunting yeah, side of yeah, things. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so, so we have this upward trend, I think, in the Muslim community. Um, at least we feel it. It's, it's become more common where, you know, in your social circles, everyone knows someone that sort of goes out. Yep. Fishing has always been a thing, I think, but yeah, hunting yeah. is sort of, picking I think, up. it's picking up a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's different opinions on, on, on that. And I don't mean Islamic opinions. Let's just park those for now. Just talk about the way people mm. perceive them. Um, hunting in and of itself, I want to ask you, how do you think uh, one should perceive the idea of hunting? And secondly, because um, I want to show you something um, about 
along the lines of how should we sort of uh, manage that side of thing, yeah. right? Like how are we viewing it? How should we manage it? Like you basically have to take life, yeah. All right, and you're doing it, you know, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created the earth for our exploitation, for uh, not in that sense, but for yeah, our use, yeah, right? You exploit it for yep. your benefit, but without being excessive. Yeah. And then, and then when it comes to hunting and taking life, and not trying to do the whole vegan, yeah, old yeah, vegan yeah, thing here, but. How do we how do we make sure that we stay within those limits? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Subhanallah, when I started hunting, it, it got me it brought me to that realization of what we and how we get it, right? Yeah. Virtually an animal has to be killed in order for us to eat meat. Yeah. Not virtually. Right? Realistically, that's what has to happen. Yeah, yeah. That and it happens, but people don't see that part of it. All they see is that lamb chop yeah, what's or, on their plate. or sausage, which is in the butcher, and they buy that and then they go home. And yeah. then, like, yeah. like, I'd never ever argue with a person who eats meat and then tells me about hunting. Like, that's not even a sale. I'm like, just get out of it. You don't even know what. Yeah. I'd argue more with a vegan about hunting and everything yeah. than with that because you get your meat, but you're happy uh, with someone else, you know. Doing all doing the, work, the dirty work, all the yeah. dirty work, and you just get that nice end product, right? When I started hunting, I realized, and I still strongly think of this. Just for the record, he is a licensed hunter. <laughs> yes, so I do. It's all, all above the, record. I hold all, all the board, requirements. Yeah. Um, what I realized is that, and I ask people this all the time: if you if you were an animal, all right, and you had to be slaughtered or you were consumed would yeah. you rather be all right that Where's animal going, that yeah. is kept in a cage for example a chicken yeah. its entire life yeah in a tiny little cage yeah it's, sometimes it's force fed other times yeah. it's like in a barn with other chickens with a million it, others yeah, yeah it hasn't seen much of the outside world it, it goes up like that and then it's slaughtered all right mm. all right and it's slaughtered and if you look at it and i've been two abattoirs Right, whether it's a sheep uh, mm. abattoir, cattle abattoir, you've gone into a line, mm. you know, they prod you and poke you with sticks and then they yeah, take yeah. you up and then, you know, it, it's traumatic. You're seeing everything. Do you want, going do you want us to line. base our answers to this hypothetical question on our previous reincarnation as various yeah. creatures? I haven't been or? one of these ever. <laughs> so no, no, I'm, saying, I'm not too sure how I can relate. <laughs> I'm not sure how oh, I would be. Okay. What yourselves? animal would you be, Hamza? Yeah. I don't know. Like, isn't this a, like we ask kindy kids? Always wanted to be an echidna. <laughs> okay, Where lucky for you, nothing. One. No one eats chickens, bro. You're fine. Kidna. I'd be at the top of the food chain, so I don't know. So easy, anyway, easy that's that animal, right? Yeah. That's gone through that, and you see, Subhanallah, even Eid al-Adha time, mm. you see animals slaughtered in front of other animals and everything like that. Isn't that Islamically not right? As it's well? not like, right, but it happens on to, a large scale. You're not meant to. Uh, other animals aren't meant to be seen. Yeah, yeah, but the amount of trauma, and you see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, compare that. Compare that with an animal that's woken up. It's life. It's lived out in the bush. It's went as Being it pleased. One with nature. Came as it pleased. Fed as it pleased. You know, it lived its natural life. Mm. A single bullet came, struck yeah. it down within a matter of uh, of a few seconds. Not even seconds. It's gone. It's yeah. out. It's cold. That's the end of. It. I'd rather be that animal than that animal that's brought up on like a in a cage. Look, I see. I see the point. You're like right. That. You're right. I get that. But like, what about? Okay, surely we're we're talking purely about consumption here, right? Yeah. Like, we're not talking about trophy hunting or hunting because it's cool or there's an animal I want to shoot okay. it because that that does that happen in hunting no, circles okay. as well? 
Because that would be controversial. That right. would be problematic. I okay, understand in Australia. Yep. All right. There's, there's no real need for us to hunt for food. Yeah. All right. There's not like okay, family's hungry. I need yeah, to go yeah. out because get it's, all it's, it's all available. It's all available. Right. So the hunting that does take place, it is classified as recreational hunting. Isn't right? that a problem, That's what though, it's called. Or? Okay. But behind that recreational hunting, there are purposes as well. So. When we go out and hunt, you're not just hunting an animal because it's an animal and, oh, you know, I'm getting yeah, excited and I'm going to kill it. Yeah. No. There are purposes. Number one, yes, right? We are eating. Okay. Yep. If you take it purely in an Australian context, the animals that we can shoot yep. are pest and feral animals. That's it. That's it. Okay. Right? So all native animals are off the table except for the kangaroo, yep. which in some parts – classified as a pest, especially now in New South Wales yeah, okay. where there's heavy drought and everything yeah. like that. Rude. They've okay. allowed. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> yep. it's our national animal or something, isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah. It's one of our and national animals. And, and so if I see numbers, an emblem, can I just like shoot it? You can try. <laughs> the numbers are way more mm. now than what it was prior to European settlement in Australia. Whoa. So it's the one animal that has thrived. That's crazy. And the reason being is that areas that – Previously didn't have water. They have water now oh, through okay, dams okay, and troughs yeah, yeah. and everything like that. So the numbers are crazy. Mm. In fact, there's the quota is something like 20 million. No, no. They're allowed to take something like, sorry, I might get my numbers mixed yeah. up, but it's within the few million every year. All right? That's how much they're allowed to take off the population, which roughly equates to 10%. That quota <laughs> is never, ever filled and never so even got year close by to year, 10% of the kangaroo population needs to be killed. Yeah. Wow. In order okay. to keep the numbers, yeah, yeah. manageable decent, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Okay. So that's okay. That's with regards to kangaroo. Other than that, the animals that we can hunt in Australia are all pest or feral animals. So the reason behind, can, example, in New South Wales, we hunt fox, we yeah. hunt wild cat, like mm. feral cats, wild dogs, um, wild goats, wild pigs. But all these animals are introduced mm. into okay. Australia. They weren't here. They so, were brought. Right. Let Bye. me let me just yeah. redirect the question then. As a Muslim, right, I go out to hunt with my mates or whatever, right, and I see these feral animals, yeah. but I have no intention of consuming or anything like that. I just see a cat, it's walking around. Yeah. Am I Islamically justified in shooting and killing it? Yes. And but there is why? precedence but, for that. Okay, all right. Well, how can we understand that? Then? Okay, because the Prophet Al-Islam himself done it. Right. In Medina, yeah. all right, and... This hadith is in Sahim uh, Muslim. Yep. In Medina, there was uh, uh, an overflow of dogs. Mm. They had a large number of dogs. And the Prophet ﷺ ordered the culling of the ah, dogs. Okay. All right? Why? Because they were becoming a problem, carrying disease, causing mm. m- mess and everything. So he ordered a widespread culling of them. And then he said, stop. That's enough. He said mm. after that, okay, kill only the black dogs now. Right. Once that has been done, like a certain amount, then he said, "Stop. That's enough now." Oh, okay. All right. So he managed that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. He said, "You know what? We can't just let it. If the feral animals here had to be loose, that the wild cat, for example, mm. the feral cat, it's done. It's brought many other animals to the brink of extinction. Mm. So, and it doesn't really have predators of its own because it's an injury. If we mm. just let yeah, it go, yeah, there'll be massive problems. So I guess but obviously, just to draw the line somewhere, if an animal is not a feral yeah, then you, animal, it's you not a pest, you don't want to eat it, 
then no, then you, you shouldn't just be it, killing yeah. a yeah. random animal for absolutely no reason. Not even for I don't know, getting its fur or something. Fur would be a to me a legitimate because uh, it's still considered human an use animal. of some sort. Yes, assuming so that you need it. Yeah, not just you want it. Yeah, if you want it as well. Okay, but but again, <laughs> again. Like limited to Within those animals yeah. that limits. you can shoot, okay. and I'm speaking about in Australian context, yeah. right? So it is a feral animal. What? I have a fox yeah. in at home, all right. Okay. So I kill the fox; it needs to go. Yeah. All right, and I took its skin as well. Okay, because it was going to go anyway. Yeah. And so you may as well take some I use of it. I took yeah. what I wanted okay. from it. So like kangaroo skins or whatever yeah. that you can. Okay. If we could just have a look at the image um, that we've got here, so Hamza was mentioning. The um, trophy hunting. Yeah, yeah. So this is someone Th- that doesn't really happen here in Australia. <laughs> doesn't does it? happen so much. This trophy image, hunt. Uh, this image is from South does Africa. Does happen? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, it does, yeah, it does okay. happen. There are farms or reserves where you can go hunt, and what people are after is the antlers of deer. Yeah, yeah. That's for what example. I was thinking, yeah. Like, and it is because it's worth a lot. No. Oh, it's it, just it doesn't just really hunting. have any just like, competitive. Yeah, it's just like it's. I did it's it, a matter of, and I've got it. It's a matter of honor. Like this is the buck I've shot. Yeah. Like I've got deer yeah. antlers at home as well with me. I shot the deer. Obviously, I ate it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, I have the antlers at home. It's something beautiful. It's something. Yeah. yeah okay. It's like a, right, it is a trophy. End of the day. Yeah. Okay. So if we could get the image up again, um, this is an example of trophy hunting where you know the the post that accompanied this just said that. Um, Basically, this lady Meredith van der Merke or something. I obviously she mangled her South name. South African. She's South African. Yeah. <laughs> she shot and uh, she hunted this giraffe, and then she was holding up the heart of the giraffe as like sort of I got it okay. type thing. Okay, um, where would this sit on the spectrum for you? Surely okay. that's like outright. Too no, far. not necessarily. No, you I don't. don't think okay, so? I don't understand the purpose of her holding up the heart. Like that's just like the heart the is not constant. Did it as a trophy? Okay. Like, well, no know. one I holds up. She did the heart yeah. of the deer. Can I tell you some background on this, just yeah, so we yeah, know? Sure. So she was actually doing some of this stuff in response to what has become a culture in South Africa. She was saying of of people just be, just getting too pansy with this stuff, saying yeah. that oh we can't you know we have to protect the environment and uh, animals are not to be hunted and this and that and they're sort of so she went out there. It was almost like a political move. She yeah. was like, oh, wow. okay. um, no, here's the heart. And next time I'll get the kidney or something, you know, yeah. like, um, and she was holding it up. Like it was not just trophy hunting, but it was also a political stunt as well. Yeah. So look, if the animal, if the animal is not endangered, if, if there's management of that resource mm. and Islamically, that is a resource. You can eat rough, nothing. Okay, but what it. if she's not planning to eat it at all? Just wanted to kill it for the sake of killing it and holding the heart. Okay. I, if if that animal went to waste, a massive animal yeah. like yeah, that, which they don't, which, no, surely that would be it, it going doesn't. To waste. They, no, they, it doesn't. They, they doesn't. actually feed entire villages. Okay, well, if with that's that. the case, then yeah, right? sorry. So I don't mind that. Like it's a win-win situation for everyone. As and as I said, as long as the resource is properly managed, yes, right. Like like you have a certain amount. Okay, in this reserve, we need to cull mm. maybe ten percent of the giraffes. Yeah. And, you know, 1% of the elephants or something like that. So we're going to charge people, yeah. right? We'll use that money. Yeah. We'll put it back in the community. Yeah. All okay. right. I don't mind something like that. There's nothing wrong. That animal is not wasted. It's hide. It's used. Okay. It's meat is used. I, I find yeah. nothing wrong with that. While we're talking about, um, 
you, what you like and what you don't like, what you find right and wrong, can we maybe have a look at the video as well? We just want to show our viewers a video of Sheikh in his best element, in the, in his natural element. Immersed in nature. Immersed one with nature. <laughs> um, this is... Um, we, we'll, but we'll watch the video. It's only 10 seconds. And then maybe you can give us some commentary and tell us a little bit about this trip of yours. Okay. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. All right. So that was a, a, a goat hunt I went. I went on a private property. Whereabouts did you go? Uh, this private Private property was out in between Lithgow and Mudgee. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm acting like I know. Good old Mudgee. Yeah, good old Mudgee, good old Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, the place you that I frequently you never go to. Yep. Did you pass through there? I did don't I? know. I don't know why you're forgetting. All right. We <laughs> did pass through Lithgow. We did pass okay, through Mudgee. Clearly, Maggi. that was the point where All I was right. asleep in the cars. We, uh, no, no. We actually stopped close to where we had breakfast once. Capity of. I remember that yep. place. Yes. I so it was near there. So it's a. It's a property of a person that I've known for many, many years. He allowed me on. I said, I want to come on. I want to take goats. Goats, by the way, on a side note, have become, uh, 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 you know, gold because... Yeah, I've heard that they've become quite prized for the meat. Yeah. At, when they're not being bought overseas, no one wants them. Mm. You can... Any property owner will say, oh, you come kill as many as you mm. want. But I think at the moment, America, the states are buying them. Oh, okay. Wow. The meat, so they are quite expensive. So property owners are like, oh, don't, uh, don't cheat touch the, the goats, sheep. mate. Yeah. I want okay, the goats. Sorry, not the sheep, the goats. So, so I went on there. I know the property owner, and yeah, I spotted a mob of goats. I waited for them, watched their movement a bit, and simply shot the goat. Yeah. Afterwards, in that same video, um, I tied it to the back of the car. Like I hang it up from the back of the car, skinned it over there. Just dragged it, it across the countryside. No, no, I didn't I'm drag it. Trying to make a political car. statement here or something. Like, <laughs> my right, and then uh, I chopped it up. All right, and if you watch the end of the video, you'll see that I chopped it up, quartered yep. it out, took it home, and everyone ate from it. Mm, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's good. I can understand. For anyone who does want to watch the end of that video or many of the as, uh, many of his other videos, uh, um, yeah, you want to plug your YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is Bashir K. Yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about how many about how many videos do you reckon you might have on there? I've got roughly around a hundred. Oh wow! I say in between, but it's not all hunting. It's hunting, fishing, yeah, and there's yeah. some birds. Uh, oh yeah, you know, oh, bird calling and, and other things that we, we won't <laughs> talk about on this episode. Um, but um, so that's Bashir K. Just Bashir K. Yeah, B A S H I R K. I thought about names like bearded hunter and everything like that, but. It hasn't yeah, anyway, realized. we can think about it later. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think we're we're fast running out of time. But before we do, just quickly, um, only because you have such a passion for it, let's talk a little bit, very little bit about uh, bird watching. Yeah. So what is it, and why do you just what do you just sit on your porch okay. like an old person? You're making back like and forth uh, it's it's actually and, quite. Oh, look at bird. It's like, what quite is it? popular in Australia. Right? Yeah, how many, what, um, three, four people do it? I don't I'm share. Surprised. For the record, I don't share his aversion to birds. No, I like birds. And I just, bird watching. I bird watching, actually. I genuinely do you know what the, the name for bird watcher is? Do you know what it is? You've told us once before, but no, we won't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> trying to come up with something insulting, but no, I'll, I'll leave it. Twitcher. 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 Yeah, Twitcher. Sounds like something out of Harry Potter. <laughs> is that like meant to be Twitter, but they spelled it wrong or something? No, it's, it's, it's an actual Twitcher, right? Yeah. So bird watching as well, I, again, it's, it's a personal. In that whole experience, and I think – 
it's because how I got into it when I went out in, in the forest and started yeah. to hunt, you start to hear all these different type of birds mm. other than the normal things you hear like yeah. in your in your suburbs, your pigeons and your yeah, yeah. noisy miners and your rainbow lorikeets and your... Are you making up these No, names? I'm not. They're quite common birds, And the right? Habibs doing wheelies and stuff. <laughs> the gunshots. There's a, a willy wagtail. Oh, yeah. That's what you're talking about. By yeah, wheel. that's what I was talking about. What the... What? Willy okay. wagtail. Right. Is that a person? It's one of the most common <laughs> birds. <laughs> like a notorious criminal or <laughs> Someone he met, the Ned Kelly of today, oh my Willy God. Wagtail. <laughs> no, that's actually Australia's number one bird watcher. <laughs> Willy Wagtail is one of the most popular birds. It's that little black bird that its tail goes Ah, like that. so that's why it's a wagtail, eh? Yeah. Why is, uh, anyway, okay. whatever, I won't get into that part. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so, anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, so that's where, where you know, I... Wow, what's this bird? It's got orange on it. It's got yellow on it. What's this? What's it? And that's how I got into that. And for a while, I think that slightly overtook the actual hunting. Where oh, wow. I'm out hunting, and I'm more worried about shooting the birds, birds with the camera. Than with the camera, oh, okay. yeah. And so that's what bird watching is about. And um, what well, about the- sorry, I just can I, I just don't follow. Is it yeah. just the is it just the ability to be able to name the bird, or once you name okay. it, you can research, it, you can find out more about it, or and then never see it again? No, it's it's about. It's going out, seeing how many different okay. types of birds you can okay. get. And then as you go more into it, you recognize uh, which birds are rare, which birds mm. are endangered. Yeah. And it's kind of like a like a thing. Like I'll give you an example. We have various websites which people post on. Mm. I saw this bird, like example of Regent Honey Eater. Yeah. There's only approximately about 200 birds Left in the world, Whoa, right? So Regent honey eater, super rare breeding pairs. I yeah. can't remember if that's in New South Wales, but it's quite rare. And I remember once there was a report of one in Wollongong mm. Botanical Gardens. We woke up in the morning. I rushed down there to get a glimpse of that. Whoa. Right? yeah, because it's a Regent. When honey you say eater. we got reports, what like major breaking news reports? Yeah, yeah, seven, no, nine, ten, all of like, them. It's like on the coverage. website. People are saying. We saw it, ah, yes, confirmed. On that one website. No, no, on a few. Yes, it has been confirmed yep. that a Regent honey eater has moved into the area. And when I got there, moved lo on. and behold, there's a whole lot of other Twitchers over there and it was quite easy to find because everyone is there. And ah, everyone has their okay. massive uh, scopes and stuff. Massive scope, wow. uh, lens, you call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Ma- massive lens. On <laughs> it's the called camera. a camera. You're not hunting <laughs> the birds, so it wouldn't be a scope. Yeah, it's not a scope. No one's <laughs> to shoot the birds. Imagine someone in that <laughs> gathering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chef. <laughs> um, maybe happen. one last question before we wrap it up. Sure. Yeah. I think it's so important because some of these leisure activities, these recreational activities that you do, you immerse yourself in the environment. Obviously, there's a whole other world out there. I know you were saying that you know people um, and uh, you know whatever their alignment may be and the angles that they take and the objectives and stuff. It's a different kind of world. It's a less innocent world, but it's the world that we're meant to sort of mm. live in. Like yeah. our day to day is not bird watching, sadly, right? Yeah. It's 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 living in and amongst people who you might not get along with and the whole sort of social creatures, but you must get along and mm. there is a just like there's an uptake with sort of hunting and stuff, there's an uptake in this sort of attitude where with the shabab, with the boys, mm. let's just go out every weekend yeah, yeah. and let's just hang out, right? And sometimes for inordinate amount of times, like for hours on end almost to a point where people are sort of giving up their Islamic obligations to their families, mm. to their, okay. Um, 
what would you have to say for anyone that's listening that you know might want to know a little bit, little bit about that? Just balance. Yeah. That's it. You just balance. It's like with anything else, with like your job, like your career, mm. like your sports. People sit for hours and watch cricket games. True. Right? Or play video games. Five right? days yeah. for test match. Five days for yeah. a test match. Yeah. Cricket, Liverpool versus whatever, Man, yeah. man United. Okay, that's 90 minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah, but still, that's thoroughly. <laughs> I'm sure you absorbing. spent longer bird watching, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about balance. But let me tell you something like beyond that, when you're out there in nature, and for me especially, I don't look at it as time wasted or unspiritual time. That's a time when I feel more connected mm. to Allah when I'm out there in the bush, especially when I'm out in the bush alone, mm. walking, no reception, no connection. Like I'm not with Telstra, so I don't have that good mm. connection. I can't go on my phone, whatever it is. Um, you feel more connected with Allah. You don't have anyone else to talk to. Yeah. You talk to Allah. That's a good point. Even when you're there, you should make sure you have the right intentions and stuff of why that's you're there. Exactly what that you it's not about hanging out with yeah. the boys. It's more about your connection with Allah. Well, normally when you go hunting, like on those type trips, I go alone, right? Yeah. It's solo hunting trips where you yeah. go walk. I know we have the ones where we're all together and everything like that. But even those, you can categorize them as majali so thicker. Yeah. Yeah. If you do Remember Allah, make it about tadabur and stuff. Speaking yeah. about Allah, we're speaking about fake issues, we're speaking about yeah. issues of the Ummah, yes. all right? It's not to waste. And added on that, you get the whole thing of the brotherhood, yep. the unifying factor. Yeah. So if it's all done again in, in you know, moderation, balance, then subhanAllah, yeah. why not? Sheikh Bashir, fisherman, hunter, and now we can call him a twitcher. Thank you very much. Absolutely yeah. lovely having you on. Fantastic discussion. Thank Thoroughly you for enjoyed having it. Me on. No worries. No, no, no. Um, and um, once again, like and subscribe to the Sheikh's uh, YouTube channel. Bashir K. They're um, saying it. I'm not promoting it. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's worth the watch. You might find some other familiar faces on there as well <laughs> if you search hard enough. Um, but Jazakallah Khair, thank you very much once again for a fantastic discussion and Jazakallah Khair uh, viewers and, and uh, viewers and listeners for your attention as well and with that we'll sign off and see you next time Assalamu alaikum